This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 24 of the Wisdom by Oisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to the Wisdom Moessa podcast on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. It's episode 24, which means that today is Wes's anniversary, which I'm super excited about. And I honestly can't believe that it's been a year already. But it's My been goodness, great to- time flies. Wow. Right? <laughs> but it's been great to get to know all the guests on a deeper level and really just support one another in this industry. So thanks to the Wessa board who gave us the green light to start this podcast a year ago now. And, of course, a big shout-out to the Horse Ready Network and as well as to my two fabulous hosts, Mike and Casey. Without y'all, none of this would have been as successful and as fun as it's been. So thanks to everyone. And speaking of the great people behind the podcast, Glenn from the Horse Ready Network as well as Mike, one of the hosts, will be at the market again this year. Um, Wisdom by Wessa got its own booth at the June market, which is coming up in four days. So that's, again, June 19th through June 21st. And retailers can still sign up just at the registration desk at market. Anyways, on Wednesday, Mike will be at the booth, followed by Glenn on Thursday, and then both Glenn and myself on Friday. So you can just come up to the booth, and you just walk down from the Mart building right into the pavilion, and we'll be on the left side. So you can't miss it, and this will be your chance to come up to the booth and be interviewed or to put your name down for a full interview in the future. So don't be shy. Come up and share your stories and promote your newest products. Yeah, we'd love to meet everybody who listens to the show and chat a bit about it, see if they have suggestions, their ideas for possible guests. And I know Glenn is looking forward to it, as am I. So we are going to see you in a few days. The Pony Club was established in 1954 to teach riding and horsemanship to young people through a formal educational program. Today, there are more than 7,500 members and more than 400 clubs throughout the country and others around the world. President Ben Duke joins us today to review the club's services, its unique place among youth-oriented equine and ag organizations, and plans for the future. Hey, Ben, thank you very much for taking the time to join us on the Wisdom by Wisa show. Happy to be here, and thank you for asking me. Well, we had a nice little conversation yesterday about this. I think maybe the place to start uh, is for us to chat a bit like we have on positioning the role and the success of the Pony Club amidst the many equine associations that exist and amidst the many ag-focused youth programs that exist and kind of carve out in our listeners' mind the niche that the Pony Club fills. Okay. Well, the Pony Club is one of many, many wonderful 
equine-related organizations in the United States for, for youth and for adults, and dedicated to educating the members about how to become leaders and mentors through equine educational programs. The thing that probably sets Pony Club apart most from other equine organizations is its emphasis on horse management and um, stable management knowledge. Uh, This is a core part of of Pony Club, and it has been since day one. And what that really means is, is that in addition to learning about riding horses, there's a probably greater emphasis is placed on how to take care of the horse, how to communicate with the horse, how to communicate to others about your horse, such as uh, veterinarians or equipment suppliers or feed suppliers or what have you. And through this, the kids, the members become very adept um, communicators and, and leaders, not unlike the end product for 4-H or FFA or one of the other great organizations in this country, and I've been very involved in 4-H, so I'm not talking out of school here, um, but it's a little different in that we focus entirely on on the horse, whereas 4-H program is so multifaceted that, that any child interested in virtually anything can get great things out of that program. The horse is core to our, our program, but through that, the kids really do develop tremendous leadership skills and and uh, a great amount of knowledge. And um, I think it's just wonderful. As you and I were discussing yesterday, ideally, in a perfect world, every equine organization in America would have as its base the Pony Club program, people coming through the Pony Club program, because it would make them very, very competent um horse people, working with horses, horse knowledge, as, as well as the basics in, in riding and so forth. So, I don't know, that's probably way more than you wanted. No, actually, that's kind of exactly what I what we were talking about. But let's, let's talk about a couple of other things. Number one, for a young person to participate in this program, they don't always have to own a horse. That is, that is correct. Um, some years ago, it probably wasn't as correct as it is today, uh, but we have many, many members who are part or are members of Pony Club through what we call our, our riding centers, and oftentimes these are, are barns or stables where there might be school horses or horses owned by the the person who runs the center or the stables, and and the kids can come and and ride these horses and take care of the horses, not necessarily needing to own their own horses. Many of our members do own their own horses. Many of them board them as stables um, and so forth. But we've worked very, very hard to try to be as inclusive as we can by encouraging these these riding centers. They're called Pony Club Riding Centers, whereby more urban-based children can can become affiliated with one of these riding centers programs and um, have horses that are made available to them uh, for the Pony Club uh, programs and the Pony Club events and that sort of thing. Um, it's it's different in different parts of the country. Um, there's there's not one model that that uh, fits everything across the country. Some riding centers are more open to having youngsters that do not own horses 
than others, and I think it's probably primarily logistics or what they have available at any given place. Ben, even though a horse is not required, horsemanship is one of the core values of the Pony Club, which I think is quite unique because it may involve a horse and it may involve horsemanship, but what you're teaching is, is so much more and the things that are being learned by the youth within the organization is skills that really set them up for the rest of their life in real world situations, even outside of horses. That is absolutely correct. I'm as probably as good a case in point for that as, as any. I grew up in the Pony Club program, joined Pony Club in 1964 here in Colorado, the Platte Valley Pony Club. And I've, been, I've had horses the majority of my life. We live on a ranch. We have lots of animals. But when I think back to my working career, I worked in the nonprofit sector for 40 years, primarily as a fundraiser or an executive director of different nonprofits. I think back to the, the, uh, any success that I had in my working career, I really trace back to Pony Club and the basic tenets of Pony Club, which is all about organization, knowledge, communication, passion, sportsmanship, all of those things which you can translate into your daily lives. And I think our members across the country, we have thousands upon thousands of Pony Club graduates all over the United States. Many of them are highly successful uh, people in their own rights that have nothing to do with horses. They might be lawyers or doctors or teachers or college presidents or what have you. But you talk to any one of them, and just as you said, it's these core values of Pony Club that every Pony Clubber has to, to go through teaches these incredible leadership and, and confidence-building skills. I guess that as much in my own life, and I think it's true for many Pony Club graduates, it's the confidence that I built of having to work with a live animal, having to, to be very, very careful about what we did with them, the organization of equipment, the, the safety aspects, all of that, you can translate that to almost any other part of your life, including sure. I have two grown children, and I think that they probably thought that they were in a, some sort of a pony club program themselves the way <laughs> I treated them when they were growing up because I didn't want anything to happen to them. Sure. That, you know what, Ben, I would like to echo that. I grew up with horses my whole life, and that was uh, what I did on a daily basis. And you learn very young to take care of animals and how to do it properly. So when I was to have my first child, um, you know, I thought, my goodness, I know how to take care. I may not have ever been a mom before, but I have been taking care of other living things my whole life. So that's an interesting perspective from you that I completely agree with. I want to ask you more just about the club in general, because this is large. Ben, how many clubs and how many members are there? Nationwide in the United States right now, there are about 7,500 members Around the world in the Pony Club program, there are over 25,000 members in, in various other countries. But in the United States, there are about 7,500. As with a lot of youth organizations, now the, the numbers have been dropping somewhat in recent years, and that is primarily due to demographics. There are fewer children, and also the fact that children have so many more options available to them than they did a number of years ago. And so parents and, and children alike have to make more choices. 
And I think that uh, if you talk to almost any youth organization, they've experienced the challenges of that. That said, we have over 400 clubs scattered around the United States with a lot of happy members doing a lot of really um, amazing things, not just from the educational point of view of learning the horse management and so forth, but there's a lot of local competitions and mm-hmm. and, and uh, local uh, fun things that the kids do. The sure. whole idea of Pony Club is that it's got to be fun while at the same time incredibly educational. Yes. And I think Pony Club does an excellent job with that. Yes. And because of the educational basis to the Pony Club, your instructors ha- are such a large part of this. And I'd just like you to touch a little more on on your instructors, how they're chosen, because as I'm looking at your website, ponyclub.org, it's a, it's a, it's a process and, and they are very, very well-educated instructors. Yes. Pony Club is largely a volunteer driven organization. I mean, we do have a national staff in our headquarters in Lexington, Kentucky with about 18 employees, but everything spread out across the United States relies pretty much on volunteers or instructors who are paid, they're not going to get they're not going to get rich being a teacher for Pony Club. I can assure you. So what happens is is that that um, at the club level, the pony the actual Pony Club or the riding center level, it's assessed about what the needs are for the children who are there, what kinds of interests they have, because Pony Club touches not only English riding but Western riding and jumping and eventing and all sorts of things. And and then a lot of times the instructors, particularly at the lower levels, are volunteers. There's a lot of resource materials that Pony Club has produced to help these volunteers become proficient in um, disseminating a, a common sense of how things are done. In other words, we're not going to ever tell a specific teacher or instructor exactly how to teach because that would be virtually impossible. However, we have various curricula that have been developed in various styles, and and we have a lot of workshops over the course of the year. Some are online, some are in person, whereby instructors can then at least have a common base of knowledge and a common base of expectations. And, And then as the kids get older and more experienced in the, or excuse me, more advanced in what they're trying to do, obviously the instructors are as well. And so the Pony Club has developed, as I said, these these incredible teaching modules that will help the instructors take the kids through the various certifications and, and levels that are available for the Pony Club kids. I think that answers your question. Yeah. Well, and as cliche as it sounds, but it's true, the youth is our future. And if ever I've seen a time in all of the Western industry that there is such an extravagant opportunity for youth, it is definitely now, and the Pony Club is definitely a large part of that. And I'm sure, Mike, you would agree and and could add some sentiments to that as well. Well, yes, and you mentioned something very briefly, but uh, I think it's worth mentioning. When one goes to your website, you might mistakenly get the impression this is an English-only organization. But as you and I discussed, one of the things you are trying to do is to incorporate more people who are riding Western and interested in the Western equestrian world. 
That's absolutely true, and the reason you don't see it very heavily expressed on our website is, is that we're pretty new at it, and I don't think we have enough pictures yet. But we definitely are have opened up Western disciplines as well as the um, English disciplines. It's been very, very well received. Uh, this year at our championships um, in Tryon, North Carolina, and here in Parker, Colorado at the Colorado Horse Park, we will be having some Western discipline competitions for the first time ever, things such as uh, Gymkhana, and then there's going to be some trail classes and so forth. We are entering it with a very, uh, what's the right word? We're not just jumping in head first. We're trying to do it in a way that is both compatible with what has been known as the Pony Club uh, program for years, while at the same time, trying to embrace something that, for quite frankly, for a lot of Pony Club people is a little bit different. They're fortunate right now, for better or worse, to have a president who actually spends more time in a Western saddle now than I do in an English saddle, living on a ranch. I grew up riding both, but I think that the inclusion of the, the Western disciplines is absolutely fantastic. I think it's going to open up a whole new realm of uh, possibilities for Pony Club, and I think we're going to probably end up attracting some new members who, quite frankly, could care less about an English saddle. The only thing that's going to be a little bit different for many of the Western riders in Pony Club is its adherence to safety, safety for primarily the rider but also for the horse. And it's Pony Club that really developed these standards that are used not just in the United States, but now around the world for, for head safety, headgear safety, the ASTM requirements and that sort of thing. That was pioneered by Pony Club in the 1970s, and we are now doing the same thing with safety vests and that sort of, uh, sort of thing. So safety is paramount, and that is one thing that the Western riders are going to see is the emphasis on safety. Many, many Western riders are used to wearing cowboy hats as opposed to safety helmets. And Pony Club, unfortunately, that's just not going to cut it because we think it's so important, the, the safety of the, of the child. And, and we've developed these great models for safety. And so we're not going to change it just because a discipline in many instances does not adhere to the same safety standards that Pony Club does. That makes sense. Now, one more question, because we have listeners from everywhere. If they have a child or a neighbor has a child and they think this sounds great, what's the easiest way for them to find the closest Pony Club? Probably to go to the Pony Club website, which is www.ponyclub.org. And there is a, a pretty easy-to-find link that says Find a Club, and there's, it starts with a map of the United States, and you kind of drill down from there. However, I think websites have a funny way of sometimes being easy and sometimes being less easy, and Pony Club's website is no different from that in that regard. So that I would say that if a person a family who wants to become involved with Pony Club and is struggling with the website, they should call the Pony Club office at area code 859-254-7669. And the wonderful staff there in Lexington, Kentucky, can help them either navigate through the website or get them connected with a, a club or a writing center that's close by. 
to them. That's great. Ben, listen, we could talk about this for a long time. It's a great organization, one that Casey was aware of. I had not heard much about, but now I feel a little more confident I can tell people about it. And we just want to thank you for taking the time to educate us and our listeners about the Pony Club. Well, it's my pleasure, and I really appreciate your asking me to be on the program. And all I can say by way of finishing is, is that there is no program for youth or adults that better meets the needs of, of leadership and confidence and sportsmanship than the United States Pony Clubs. Our, our sort of slogan is Pony Club Proud, and that's something that's very easy for me as a Pony Club graduate to talk about very, very easily. It's a wonderful, wonderful organization, and I'm so happy to be associated with it. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at www.wisdombywessa.com. And also, we'd love to hear your feedback about the show. And there's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets. <laughs>